I love Goldschmidt. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia with me today again. Back is the Welsh, and it's you, the Peanuts, the Cracker Jacks, the Randos. Hi, Randos. Hi. Hi How you randos. doing, Randos? Hey. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yesterday, all the look, see, see the team Randos. See, look, there's Dr. Glenn. Mr. Started a Buster, thing. Everybody's team Rando today. Go Love Cards, it. team Rando. Randos make the world go round, Welsh. That's hey, what they do. Listen, we wouldn't have what we have without randos. So we we've listen. How good would a video game be if there weren't <laughs> random non whatever <laughs> characters just walking around the streets that you could potentially run over? You're playing GTA, or you just talk to for a side yeah. mission. You got to have side mission randos. So congratulations to everybody. You can be a side mission rando. Side mission randos. There you go. Well, we love all of you. We're happy that you're love here with you us, guys. hanging out, talking to baseball today. A lot of baseball to get to. Let's start with another man with a glorious mustache, shall we, Walsh? Let's start with Miles Mikolas. One out shy of the no-hitter. One strikes shy. Just is crushing. It's terrible. But I think he said he's like, it sucks. It kind of sucks. Oh, his dude, quote it sucks. after. Yeah. Well, I remember in the 80s that this happened to Dave Steeb on multiple occasions. I want to say he was within a strike twice or two outs twice in his career for a no-hitter. Both times didn't get it. I think he did get a no-hitter at some point in time, but there were two times where he did not. He was one of the more underrated pitchers of the 80s. But Mikolas, look, he has been absolutely spectacular this year. And, you know, you are getting Jack Flaherty back today for the Cardinals. That's a, that's yeah. a big addition to this team, to the starting rotation. Now, if you're the Cardinals, you've got Miles Mikolas, you've got Adam Wainwright, you've got Flaherty back. You've got a chance to compete right now for this division long-term, and they've already overtaken the Brewers. We'll see how long they can hold that spot. But he has been a revelation. He's a player I have no shares of. I'm just curious, what's your take on his performance this year? Because it has been nothing short of outstanding. Yeah, I actually have a decent amount of shares because it's just one of those cheap guys that you're able to, um, you know, you're able to get in for back end of rotation stuff. You know, the strikeouts have never been there, but he's obviously become a completely different pitcher since, um, you know, he came back over stateside a couple years ago. I don't think this is like a, a, a linchpin to your offense type of guy or anything like that. I mean, like I said, the strikeouts have never been uh, immaculate, but he's going deep into games. We're seeing more of those guys. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more of those guys. Right. You have to get 11 pitchers, misses. pitchers, guys yeah. who pitch having success and being efficient like and not trying to strike out everybody old actual pitching. It's yeah, it, it is odd that it's yeah. like old school baseball. And just looking, you know, at that performance, this, I mean, you just don't see this that often. He had four different pitches that were double digit in percentile, and he was 1% away from having four different pitches be 20% of his repertoire. So, I mean, like that is relatively incredible. I would throw out there too, that, that, you know, the guy doesn't have the biggest stuff in the world, I think. He was, as I'm looking here, he did hit 96 on the fastball, averaging around 93. Same with the sinker. And he almost has a 20 mile per hour deviation between his lowest pitch, which is uh, his curveball and the highest on the fastball. You take that type of stuff with OK spin, you take and you take four different pitches you're mixing up. You're getting great results. Cardinals are mm -hmm. wizards with what they do with pitchers. You have an incredible right. offense and defense that's around you as well. It, yeah. The Cardinals are the perfect recipe for success for even the middle line pitcher 
and Mikolas is well, and Yadier Molina has a lot to do with that. So I mean, he's all right. Not forget about that boy. He's he's, he's pretty okay. good at baseball. Wilson Contreras is pretty good too. He went deep twice yesterday in a loss. Uh, Luke Voigt. Yeah, I drove in five guys and it went over the Cubs. Remember, yesterday I was a little sketch on Manaya. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm glad I was sketch on Manaya. I was not sketch on Gonsolin. He goes to eight and zero and went over the Angels. Look, I know it's Incredible. it's sunshine and roses right now for Gonsolin. It look, it's not going to be. He's not going to be twenty and one. It's just not going to happen. Like, it, it's not going to happen. It's going to come back around at some point. Chris Bassett spins eight shutout innings to win on Tuesday. Fun fact here: nobody has had more shutouts so far this year than the Mets. So that's a very interesting thing. That's telling you that they've got good defense, bullpen, starting pitching, offense, the whole nine. Tyler Molly was one of our favorite pitchers yesterday. Mm. I told you he's been on a really good streak. He is pitching his way out of Cincinnati. He can help somebody. Uh, no decision, but 12 strikeouts. Uh, so really good. Nine shutout innings for him. Zach Davies. And that, was, that was a perfect uh, matchup, by the way, just throwing it out with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, perfect 100%. matchup against the Diamondbacks. And he is uh, underlying one of those guys, even when he had like a six ERA, one of those guys that you wanted to make sure you got because all the underlying strikeout measures there. He had 18 swing and misses yesterday in that matchup, which, um, you know, again, pitching your way out. He will be one of those guys. He is very Joe Musgrove-esque to me. It's like get him out, put him on a good team, and all of a sudden he really has a chance to be elite if he can put it together on a nightly basis. But you did face the Diamondbacks, who are strikeout machines, mm -hmm. but. But yeah, go on. Oh, look, it is. And Zach Davies at the Diamondbacks, Bachman's favorite pitcher, uh, went no. seven scoreless innings. Logan Webb struck out nine. So it was good to see him have a solid outing, a really strong leg. I think everybody kind of needed a big Logan Webb outing. So this was very good. Uh, Jesus Aguilar went dong twice. Reese Hoskins, two home runs. Uh, that's who Bogman picked yesterday. I believe Bear yeah. picked him as well. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, also, the Boston Red Sox are going to be uh, recalling uh, Jaron Duran. Uh, and Corey Kniebel will be pitching in lower leverage situations for the Phillies. Welsh, what do you make of this? I don't lower like leverage. that. Don't lower. like that at all. My shares hate that. That's like nice speak for being like, well, he sucks. You're out of the closer role. Yeah. And we can't that's put you in anything that's important. So we're going to put you at the kids table. You're going to the kids table in the sixth <laughs> inning. Maybe we're down by six runs. That's where you're going to go. That's not a good place to be. And cause now we're, now we're back into this rotating chair of, again, we, we talk about trade so much. Philly would be in a great spot to just go get somebody locked down. You know, if they're not going to develop mm -hmm. somebody um, or, you know, maybe they, they simply do. But who's out there Welsh. I mean, realistically, what, what closers are out there available on the market that they could add on bad teams right now and pluck away somebody well, who's, Who's good enough to add? That's an improvement. Well, David Bednar. David Bednar would be the number one. Darren Bednar would be Pirates, one. who's absolute. They're trash. And but it would take mm. probably a king's ransom. But I, if right. I'm a, a heavy competitive team and I don't have a steady, especially closer on my bullpen, they should go all out. They should pay the price of what it takes to get a guy like David, David Bednar on the Phillies. I mean, listen, David Bednar has been awesome this year, and he's done it on the Pirates. If you put Bednar on the Phillies on that type of team you would probably have Bednar as a top five closer at, at, at worst, yeah. I think at this point, maybe not any, maybe not better. So uh, yeah, yeah, I think they should absolutely go to any team that does not have solidified closing. That is a high end playoff team should be. And Philly, that's not what you want to hear. This is not, especially with the, the manager stuff and, you know, Harper tapered back a little bit. Like you want, you want to roll, you want to roll and they need to do that. 
Oh, I, Ken, I, Ken says Melanson's available. <laughs> I was, I mean, I don't want to say it. Like, I know Bogman's not here. I didn't want to say well, it. Well, this but is like, another guy. Yeah, Mr. Melanson. Buster brings up Gregory Soto's been great. I just don't sure. think the Tigers want to deal him necessarily. I just, I don't see them. But, but see, I don't think, and that's the problem. None of the, even the loser of loser teams, they don't want to move these younger controllable closers. Right. But they understand that these are the assets and it's got to be a King's ransom. And what's interesting is the market has kind of moved a little bit into understanding you have to pay crazy prices for closers at this point. Um, unless teams are just willing to continuously develop. If they want to develop some of their other arms, if they got starting pitchers that aren't working and they want to develop, like how uh, Boston was doing with Hauk, that's mm -hmm. what you got to do. But Philly's not doing that. And Knebel being yeah. out is bad news. In, in, a, in a bigger meta conversation, you know, Bedner, I, I don't have any Bedner shares, but I do have Soto shares everywhere. Uh, and this was my whole thing this year. I was like, I'm not paying. I know you were at the very other end of the spectrum paying for closer. I am not. I just, yeah. I refuse to do it now at this point. And I'm just looking for the guys that I think are, are more likely to just keep the job by default. And maybe they'll pleasantly surprise you and pitch well for a bad team. And Soto is like the poster child for that strategy working out this year. He's been outstanding. Uh, all right, let's go to some of the injury notes. There's a lot to get to on here today. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu out for the year officially with the elbow. That is now official done. We knew it was wow. coming. There you go. Wah, wah, wah. Anthony Rendon is aggravated his wrist again. Poor Anthony Rendon, man. I just feel terrible for this guy. He can't stay on the field. Also, Astros... Had to place your boy Jeremy Pena on the injured list with a thumb issue. And a little bit of uh, bad news here for all of us who have investments in Fernando Tatis Jr. He has not been cleared to resume swinging the bat yet. I guess the latest round of the imaging said that it hadn't healed to the point where they feel comfortable with that activity. Yeah. So what was looking like things were progressing at a faster clip, maybe have to slow down a little bit. So my guess is sometime after the All-Star break would be what, what yeah, I, I don't know if it's like that, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's bad news. I, I didn't necessarily look at it as like it's bad. The, the great... I guess it's not bad news. It's not the trajectory was starting to go in the early sense. Yeah. Now it's not. So now you're yeah, back because to he's the like a freak. timetable, I guess. He's a freak right. and, and how in his recovery times and stuff. So I think when you saw, okay, he's gonna have imaging, he's been out there, here we go. But they just said it hasn't healed to the point. They're taking it week by week. I will say there's video out there that he was actually taking full on grounders infield stuff. Not anything insane, mm -hmm. but, you know, he was able to take the grounders, do full throws. Um, they had said he was doing it the other day and all he was simply doing was just taking the grounders and nothing else. This was like full on boom, boom, get the ball, turn it back and throw. I think that's a really good sign when he when they give him the go he's going to fly. I don't think this is going to be a situation where they're like, all right, so let's go to complex, go to rookie. Now let's go to a ball. Let's go to double. It's like, no dude's been with the team the whole time. I wouldn't, I honestly would not even be shocked if they're like, now nah, we're not going to even do a, um, a rehab stint. We're just going to put him out there. I really, really truly believe I mean, it would be crazy because of the time he's missed, but um, I don't know if it is that, that bad. You've got the all-star game about a week away, uh, about a month away, not a week. That'd be great. Mm -hmm. uh, about a month away. I still kind of feel like it's going to be an after all-star break uh, type of thing, but um, he's got to get some positive signs if that's going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, he does. Frustrating. Cause he's such a, he's such a great talent. He's so fun to watch and to not have him on the field. 
It's tough. Plus, it puts the Padres yeah. in this bad spot, too. I think they were getting anxious to say, okay, maybe we're ahead of schedule now or not. Don't be surprised if they don't make a move for somebody. They they need some more offense it's on that team. I'm just telling you. I think yeah, just it's just um, I mean, and he's an aggressive GM. You're 100% right. All right, let's get to can we talk about this? And let's talk about Bob Nightingale, uh, who tweeted Atlanta has, <laughs> well, you know, we'll talk about his tweet. Yeah, uh, let's. Atlanta has pulverized the opposition 92 to 39 in these last 13 games that they've won. With a 2.78 ERA, leading all baseball with 32 home runs. Now they've lost Albies, but still Welsh. Um, he will eventually heal and come back. We talked a little bit yesterday, just about like the win total of the Braves. But today I want to talk about something else, which is their odds to win the National League, which is plus 700. They are the defending champions. They are going to get Soroka back. They have that great pitching from Freed and Kyle Wright. Um, they, I mean, obviously, you know, Acuna, Riley, Olson, uh, healthy Albies at some point. Are we sleeping on the Braves a little mm. bit? You know, all we talk about is the Mets and the Dodgers and the National League, and those guys are, we're talking about plus 220 and the consensus of betting pros, plus 350 for the Mets, plus 220 for the Dodgers. That's the consensus line. But the Braves, the Braves number is still seven to one. That's a really solid number for a smaller investment. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was preseason Braves. Uh, I didn't think the Mets were mm-hmm. going to be as good as they are. Five games back. So, like, you know, you have Philly underperform. We just talked about Philly and the bullpen and just everything. They're nine and a half games back from the Mets, four and a half down from the Braves. The Marlins have been, you know, wishy-washy nationals out of it. It's it really looks like it's a two horse race. I it hate is. Albies being out. I really hate it for this team, uh, especially when you get Acuna back. I do love the um, the the performance, like the upping performance of some of the pitching, like Spencer Strider has come in and really benefited this team. Michael Harris has obviously been really solid. I think this is a bet you can make. I don't think this is a safe man's bet. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people that approach gambling. It's a like, small investment. I mean, you put 20 bucks on this, you win 140. If it doesn't, I mean, 20 bucks isn't going to break you. you know? Yeah, but I, think I don't that's think that's the way I, I look at this investment. But I don't think a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's all balanced. I, I don't know how many people, they're big in anything they do in gambling is based on all futures. You know, we're talking like simply mm-hmm. futures here. If you like to, okay, so here's a better way to put it. If you are a futures person and you really like to mm-hmm. dabble in futures, this is a great bet. Um, is this the bet that's jumping out at you and you sh- and you don't really do futures and you should do it? I think if you like to play really risky, yeah, absolutely, because it's a great payday. I just well, don't think it's a I safe mean, look, but I think If you want to play plausible. really risky, I don't even know if it's really risky. Plus 1,400 Cardinals are fascinating. I mean, that's double what the Braves are. I'm just saying, like, now's an interesting time for, what? for the long oh, shots. Oh, to, win, the to win the, oh, to oh, win the, to win the National League. entire National League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 14, yeah, to win the National League. are 14 to 1? 14 to 1 right now. That's a consensus betting pros line. They're 13 to 1 on FanDuel, but mm-hmm. BetMGM has a 14 to 1. DK has them a 14 to 1. It's just, it's an interesting conversation that, you know, despite losing Albies too, you know, 7 to 1 is still a really good number. 14 is extraordinary. And I think you want to talk about a cake division. The National League Central is a cake division. The Cubs are terrible. The Pirates are terrible. The Reds are getting rid of every oh, way they can. I uh, bet Drury's going to be off that team. Drury's another guy, too, that I think is going to help a contender. Somebody's going to want him. It almost reminds me of, you know, how, like, you know, as Dribble Cabrera was always a player that was mm. useful to teams. I feel like sure. Drury's that guy. He's versatile. He can play different spots. Swings a pretty good bat. He's been in the league a long time. He's a pro. He's like at that as Drupal Cabrera kind of quality about him. So. I'll bet you Cardinals division for Central is like minus 300. There are three of the five teams in the division are one and nine over the last 10 games. One and nine. And the Reds are five and five. So there's not a team over 500 in the Central Cardinals are over the last plus 10. 110 to win the division the, right now. The divi- that's 
they're still That's plus stupid. money. They were plus. I mean, the two Brewers are two and a half. Week. That feels like free money. Well, what the are... Brewers are minus one seventy seven consensus still. <laughs> one and nine so, in the last ten too. What are the Braves uh, uh, for the East? The Braves for the East, just to uh, answer that question, let's take a look here. Well, the Mets are minus 235 because they sure. they, they have padded their late plus 250, the Braves for the East. Mm, okay. Not and then they're five, they're five back. Yeah, that's fun. I like the Cardinals bet way more than I like the Braves bet for uh, if you mm-hmm. wanted to take that risk for the t- entire NL. The Braves and the Cardinals, both for the division, I think are fun bets as well. Another fun one, too. I mean, this is fantasy. It's also betting is Paul Goldschmidt. Okay. I've been, I've been harping on the mm. Paul Goldschmidt. I told everybody I made investment in Goldschmidt. I told you on Friday, right? I said, it's time Ooh. to go move into the Goldschmidt for NL MVP conversation. Ooh. Nine plus hits, nine plus RBI, six plus runs scored, five extra base hits, four plus home runs, zero strikeouts over a two-day span. The only and other guy to do that, tree. Ty Cobb in 1925. <laughs> That's the last time anyone had a run like this. I heard like he's good. I heard he's good. Yeah, Paul. And I remember last year after he started slow, and then people were like, oh, no, and – you know, you talk about Goldschmidt and Arenado with the corners. You see what the Cardinals have done. Cardinals are one of the best organizations in baseball history. I mean, it's just unbelievable how they well, and if Tyler O'Neill reinvent themselves. And if Tyler O'Neill can come back, you know, he just recently came back from injury. If he can mm-hmm. come back and just kind well, of look, get Carlson's hitting form. now too, all of a sudden too. Carlson's hitting. If O'Neill gets back into form, they're massively a problem. They are massive, massively a problem. This is a fun one here. The the Astros are minus fourteen hundred already. Are they really? The <laughs> I hope they are. I hope that's a real. Is that a real number? Uh, Give me the real number. No. Oh no, it is. The consensus line is minus fourteen hundred. No He's right. They're eight and a half 12, above the Rangers. Minus twelve at BetMGM. I, I want to point this out. This is how bad. They, okay, this is one of the things why we can continue having. We won't, but we can continue having this Otani MVP situation. The Angels are third in the division. They're it's a big number, but they're still only nine and a half back from the Astros on June fifteenth, and the and the Astros are minus fourteen. They're fourteen to one, uh, a negative. Uh, Vegas doesn't like fired managers. Vegas senses blood in the water when you fire a manager, and typically they're right. That's why they build those hotels. Okay, they build Amazing. these hotels off of good data. That typically when you fire a manager, things do not go well every now and then it does. But the vast majority means there's a problem. Also, shout out to this is like the love of the Cardinals. Go Cards is loving the show today. Go Cards. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. You got to love this. Yachty at the very top, 14,865 putouts as a catcher. The most all time in Major League Baseball history. That is impressive. Today in Major League Baseball history, Reds Johnny Vandermeer threw his second consecutive no hitter 84 years ago on June 15th. In 1938, and he did so on three days rest, the only pitcher in MLB history to throw back-to-back no-hitters. So Johnny Vandermeer gets a shout-out on right, the back show in my, Back in my day, they uh, Back in my day, I rest. remember Johnny Vandermeer. Johnny, good old they Johnny Vandermeer. They throw every other day no-hitters. They throw 20 yes, miles an Vandermeer. hour and get no-hitters. Vandermeer's a great, like, old-timey last name, isn't it, too? Like, oh, hey, we're having dinner at the Vandermeers, I believe, this evening. Is there, is yeah, I mean, of- I immediately am yes. like, it's a Harry Potter villain, so... Um, but Vandermeer? yeah, it's very vi- villainous or old or yeah, for sure. Lord Johnny Vandermeer. Johnny Vandermeer. <laughs> All right. You let's do that go. a little too good. I do it very well. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still trying to decide. Am I Voldemort or Dr. Evil for Halloween this year for the show? I don't know which one, but maybe we can get a poll Ooh, up there. I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking maybe Lord Voldemort. I don't know, but I feel like Dr. Evil, I can sustain longer and answer people's questions in a funnier fashion. I mean, oh, Voldemort might be a little dark for a while. But anyway, speaking of dark, mm. 
Every team in Major League Baseball has had a rookie of the year except one. Can you name that team? That's the trivia question for today. Oh. So if you know the team that's never had a rookie oh. of the year, drop it in the chat. If you haven't already, subscribe to Fancy Bros MLB channel. And then you can become an official peanut and cracker jack. Oh, here's one. Mr. Buster says, uh, I should be Dr. Evil and you should be Mr. Bigglesworth. That'd be very funny. <laughs> that would it'd be hilarious. What are you doing? I'd rather be the shark with lasers. I'm a shark with lasers. I'll just be a shark with a laser on me. If somebody asked me how much fab should I spend on you know, a player, I was like, $3 billion. That's how much you should spend on him. I think it's a great idea. All right, let's uh, go to some of the stat heroes. Tyler Molly, we talked about him. 12 Ks, nine innings, eight and two thirds for Miles Miklas, six Ks. Chris Bassett was brilliant, seven Ks. Gonsolin, six Ks, and no earned and six. Uh, Nick Pavetta, another one. I'm telling you, Nick Pavetta's been on this roll. I don't know if this is the new Nick Pavetta. I don't know if it's the Nick Pavetta we can believe in. But holy crap, this guy's been outstanding, and I keep pounding the table for him in these tournaments on DK as a secondary arm. And I hope you've been using him, but he has been money, man. Eight innings, one earned run yeah. Goldschmidt four for four with two dongs. We also had two homers from Hoskins, two from Contreras, Ryan Mountcastle hit a home run. Mike Mayer lost his mind. I'm sure he took his shirt off, rubbed oil on himself, ran around the house. Travis Darno three for five, one home run. Luke Voigt hit a home run. Michael Harris hit a home run as well. And Jesus Aguilar two for five with a dinger. Can you talk to me about Michael Harris? Give me the scouting report on Michael Harris, because a lot of people ask him questions about him in the chat. Yeah, he's a crazy plus speed, uh, great defender, makes tons and tons of contact. Um, he One of the big things that he had done over the last, like, um, I don't know, year and a half or so, is he'd really started to de develop into power, which was like a huge key for him. Uh, just pulling up here, just so I have the stats in front of me. So far this year in the minors, he had had uh, five homers, 11 stolen bases with a 305 average. Last year, seven homers, 27 stolen bases with a 294. And the home run clip looks like it was doubling again. So this is one of those guys with high contact ability that was starting to learn to hit for power. He's a game changer. He's a five-tool. Um, I mean, he's. I think he's a five-tool potential, but ultimately he's one of those guys that you would put at the top of the order. I actually think you could maybe get like shades of the good Victor Robles. Remember the Victor Robles you wanted? Mm -hmm, I think yeah. that's where like Michael Harris is. Like he's going to make a ton of contact. He does have a beautiful swing. He's probably not. I was going to say Michael Taylor guy. is a player he reminded me of. Like with, no, Michael Taylor's a lot bigger. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, like, well, like of what you could expect from him, kind of thing. Like that. Yeah, Michael probably. Taylor's like, like in a season at at I don't want to call it peak, but like projectable. I would mm -hmm. put Michael Harris as like a 1530 type of guy, which is going to be very, very valuable. Um, a, a fantastic defender for that team. And it's on a great team that's going to let him be hyper aggressive on the base pass. So, I mean, he had 11 <laughs> stolen bases early on. We're getting trolled by Mayor here. Victor Robles was never really good. No, he, I can't. Well, no, right, I, said, I said the Victor Robles, the good Victor Robles that we wanted, that we were that we wanted. We, we saw some yeah. glimpses, but unfortunately just never happened. Uh, mm. Trent Fleming was the first to get the answer right. It's the Arizona Diamondbacks. I was going to say the, the D-backs, but I didn't want to be the stupid homer that I always can be about it. But uh, what stopped me was I was trying to remember Upton. Did Upton do it? Because we haven't had a lot of good rookies as a Diamondback fan. Drew, I don't know Upton well in his, no, but Upton was no Brandon the, Webb, none of those guys. Nope. No, nope. I didn't even nope. think nope. Webb. So, all right. Yeah. I mean, Arizona Dynamics makes sense. I mean, they're only Webb won a Cy Young though, but he didn't, yeah, win he did win a Cy year. Young, but I don't, I don't think he was good in his rookie year. He, it took him a while to really find, it took him mm -hmm. a little bit. I remember watching to find that, uh, to find that ground ball, like success rate. Like you can throw sinkers and stuff, but it doesn't mean you're going to be successful with it. It took him a little bit, but I thought, I thought Upton was my one, but I mean, the team's only been around for, 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, all you figured it was a, a, a later team, but you know, some of these, you know, like the the Rays have had a few. You know, it's, it's some of the you know expansion teams over the years have actually had a bunch because uh, they've had to. They've had to grow these young talent, and they got a lot of high draft picks. So sometimes you convert them. But I thought that was very interesting that Arizona was the only team in MLB that doesn't have or ROI in their history. The most ever, by the way, is the Dodgers between Brooklyn and Los Angeles. They are a rookie of the year machine. Nobody's had more than the Dodgers. In Does that what the number is? Uh, yeah, I have to go back and bring it up there. It, oh, you it, don't was, have it to. was a lot. I was, I was just curious because I think that is interesting. It's going to be a bit. I mean, Dimebacks got a couple guys coming up. Corbin Carroll, Jordan Lawler, this coming draft in about a month. They have the two overall picks. So they got some high, like high, high volume type of guys. It's just put that. Put that stuff together, man. They don't do it. They don't do it. Sean Manaya was a dud. Five earned four innings. Trevor Rogers. I mean, I'm just uh, somebody's I mean, intervention. Can we have an intervention like on How I Met Your Mother when they used to have that banner? They would have like interventions for their friends. I need one for Trevor Rogers. We just need to figure uh, something I, out here. I, I think I've never been more disappointed in a player than <laughs> I've been in Trevor Rogers this year. I, I think there's uh, something easy to figure showed out. Last year. You just what do you, uh, you, you take your mouse. You go and you click uh-huh. over by his name, uh-huh. depending where you are. Okay. Sometimes uh-huh. there's a little red stripe. Um, uh huh. Yeah, I see the red stripe. Po- yep, there's yep, there's yep. some numbers. Uh, sometimes there's some letters. There's one. Look for the one. Okay. Okay. D R O And then okay, yeah, that. Okay. And then hit yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Drop. There you go. Success. That's the best thing you can do with Trevor Rogers. Doesn't feel better? It's the only thing I do. I feel. I feel glorious. By the way, the answer to your question, because I just looked it up, uh, the Dodgers have 18 rookies of the year. 18. 18. The next closest is the Yankees with nine. Uh, what was so, that? No, yeah. What would that equate to? Wouldn't that equate to like like a 10% of baseball's rookie of the year? NL's rookie <laughs> well, of the year? Well, I mean, since the, the award in 1940, I mean, 1940-something, whatever they started. Oh, 19, then that's I mean, like 47... Well, you got to realize they had 47, 49. It's like the Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, Don Newcomb years, right? 49, 52, 53, 60, 65, 69, 79 through 82, right? So in the 60s, they had like the Koufax, Drysdale, all that group. Then in the 70s, they had that run, right? 79 to 82, where they had some fantastic young players. Uh, 92 to 96, which was the Hideo Nomo period, uh, Raul Mondesi period, if you remember those dudes, right? That was that run where they had four in a row. Uh, four in a row, ninety two to ninety six, and then twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen too. I mean, just I mean, just and miraculous. and if the Rookie of the Year award is eighty years old and they accumulate eighteen of them, I mean, they are closing <laughs> in on twenty five percent of Rookie of the Years have gone to the Dodgers. Here's that run, by the way: ninety two Eric Caros, ninety three Piazza, ninety four Mondesi, ninety five. Uh, Hideo Nomo, then Todd Hollinsworth closing out ninety six, ladies and gentlemen. Todd wow. Hollinsworth, let's go. Didn't expect that on today's show. Hitters who sucked yesterday, Josh Rojas 0 for 4, 3 Ks. Brandon Marsh 0 for 3, 3 Ks, back to his old habits. Brandon Rogers 0 for 4, 3 Ks, so it's a short-lived good burst for Rogers. Bo Bichette 0 for 5 with 3 Ks. Cody Bellinger 0 for 3 with 2 Ks. And then uh, we had someone named Tukapita Marcano yeah, go Tukapita 0 for 8 Marcano. yesterday. Yeah, Tukapita Tukapita Marcano. Marcano, uh, former Padres prospect. I know we don't want to, we know can't get drawn into this too much. Um, are you at all worried about Bo Bichette just throwing it out there? Batting average 265, highest career K percentage, um, at least since his rookie year. Uh, ISO's down. He's, I have a question. Still projected I have a counter question for your homers. question. Somebody okay. just asked me, would you trade Josh Hader for Bo Bichette? 
And I said, Ooh, it's a head to head category league. Just redraft. <sighs> yeah. Redraft head to head categories. Would you make that trade? I That's would tough, trade man. my hater for Bichette. Um, you would do it. No? I, I assume yes. if you're, I'm assuming if you're doing it, you've got other closers well, or he you're doesn't, he said he would just be putting starters into the closer role. So basically you're punting saves, which you're is okay. Punting. Cause you're giving yourself bigger chances on W's. You so, know what? I would, because if all you have is hater holding you up, you're probably middle lining in saves. If that's the only guy that you're putting out there and you're not true. bring, if you can't bring in any sodas or anything like that, I would, I guess there's just something about like two months of this. That makes me a little bit worried. His contact percentage is the lowest of his career. It's down four points from last year, which I don't love His swinging strike percentage is the highest. looks like he's really been struggling with, um, I mean, continuously as off speed sliders and stuff. And it's the mm -hmm. second lowest contact contact percentage it's two two and a half points lower than it was last year mm -hmm. and it just hasn't changed and i guess that's what worries right. me just a tiny bit but still even that uh projection systems are closing in on 30 homers and double digit stolen bases so i guess you can't complain mm -hmm. he's just not the same player and that actually is a perfect example i think of a good discount that you can get in bobachette for hater except hater just represents the you know pinnacle of one specific position right but yeah if you only got no, one dude, good point, sir. i think i would all right. Plus, there gets more closers in the second half. They'll pop up on the waiver wire when guys get traded. Let's look at the home oh, run wow. board. Oh, pretty much the same as yesterday. Two other people. One of them might be named Mike Mayer, also tied at 19 after yesterday's Hoskins home runs. But I, I mean, like that he's not on it. I, I like that it's Joey P at 19 and not Mike Mayer. <laughs> Just two other people. Just two no. other people. Let's talk about some betting pros and let's talk about BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bet $10, win 200 Whenever you use that promo code leading off new users, go to BetMGM, download the app, or go to BetMGM.com. When you do, bet $10 to win $200. does not matter what the outcome is. That's what you do over at BetMGM, the king of sports books. Again, leading off, one word, that is the promo code to use. Today, I got Cor Corbin Burns on the over on the strikeouts at 6.5. That number's on DK, minus 135. At Sugar House, Teoscar Hernandez is at 1.5 total bases. Uh, that is at minus 117. I like that number. I like the plus 120 number on the total bases. One and a half on Mike Trout on DK. Same with Mookie Betts. You get even money on the one and a half total bases. You've got some uh, McClanahan uh, interest this day. Uh, it, is that correct, Welsh? Yes? It's always McClanahan. It's always. I mean, I'm always, always going to Every want day. to play McClanahan when he goes out there. So you should be able to pick that apart from me. McClanahan's at six and a half uh, on the over for against the New York Met, uh, New York Yankees. What I like about it. He has seven straight, uh, or I'm sorry, he struck out seven in in six of his last starts, in six straight starts, and against the Yankees, I'm just totally tied up here, um, against the Yankees, which I believe was his second or third start ago, mm -hmm. uh, he had seven. So six straight games where he's had at least seven or more strikeouts. The prop is at six and a half. I always bet it. They're actually, the algorithm uh, here is telling you to play the under, at least it likes the under because it's at 105 uh, plus money, but I'm going to take the over on McClanahan. It's a half decent team to go up against the Yankees. And then I'm actually going to go against something that I always want to do. I always want to bet Spencer <laughs> Strider. I always want that number, but the mm -hmm. books have put it so high. You never see, you know, you, yeah. they don't even dabble at four and a half or five and a half anymore. So this is actually an agreement I have with, um, uh, the betting pros uh, MLB prop sheet, which you guys can check at betting pros. Just if you also can type in prop sheet, uh, betting pros prop mm -hmm. sheet, and it'll pop right up. They've got the under on strikeouts for Spencer Strider, and he's going up against Washington. Washington strikes out the second least in Major League Baseball. Strider has only hit seven strikeouts 
twice this year, and he's only gone over five innings once. He's obviously getting into form a little bit more. They're stretching right. him out a bit more, but this is not the team that I would be looking for him to be able to get seven strikeouts on. So I actually really like the under on Spencer Strider, and I love okay. the over on McClanahan. So, mwah. All right, DFS is simple tonight, boys and girls. Shane McClanahan versus Nestor Cortez. Pick a side. I'm going to pick the McClanahan side, then I'm going to go with Barrios as the secondary arm at 8.9 because he has been better lately. So I'm just going to go ahead and take a chance on that. Uh, if you want to switch it around, go with Corbin Burns, have a McClanahan lineup with Berrios, have a Corbin Burns lineup with Berrios. I think that's the way to go. Uh, single pitcher site. You have a McClanahan lineup. You have a Nestor Cortez. You have a Corbin Burns. If you want to play in cash, you have to kind of pick and choose. I'm still on the McClanahan side. He's just been so dominant. That's the way I'm yeah. going. Uh, and then Berrios is your tournament pitcher at 8.7. Stacks tonight, San Diego, Boston, St. Louis. Uh, DK lineup builders. You got Nico Horner, three, four, Dylan Carlson at three K Adam Duvall, yeah. three, five. Uh, also Justin Turner on FanDuel two, six Teoscar Hernandez at two, five and Frank Schwindel at 2.5. Also, I'm going Manny Machado tonight in Chicago for my dinger. Where are you going Welsh for your home run? I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm going to go back to what got me here. Byron Buxton. I'm going back to Byron Buxton. Got a great uh, career BV, uh, PVB versus um, or BVP versus uh, Marco Gonzalez, who's going up against tonight. And I would also add, I like the total base marker for him as well. It's even money. He hits Gonzalez pretty well. I'm going back, going, going back, back to Buxton. Buxton. Kenny, Kenny, I need to get go. back to those roots. There you go. There you have it. Mike Mara continuing to stay with his boy, Reese Hoskins. He is, uh, he is doubling down. So we'll see how that works for him. And if you want to get in that home run contest, join our discord, fancypros.com slash chat free to join. But if you're a premium pro subscriber, you get access to stages with Welsh AMA channels with me and all kinds of fun stuff. And you can also fun. participate in uh, the Ryan Mountcastle channel that uh, Mike Mayer has spearheaded, which is very, very popular. You know what? It's I Mike bet there Mayer is that channel and Mike Mayer. I think those are the two people in it. And Maybe Ryan Mountcastle. Like I could see and that Ryan channel Mountcastle. being something where he added Ryan. Mountcastle Actually, it's a guy named waiting. Brian Mountcastle. So I don't know if that's even. I like the, the idea that there's a room that Mike Mayer sits in every day. <laughs> and then he's just, he sent an invite to Mountcastle and he's just wait every day. It's him waiting for Ryan to join the room. Did he join today? <laughs> we need a Twitter no. campaign for Ryan Mountcastle to follow Mike Mayer on Twitter. Totally that's agree. all I want. If he hasn't totally. already, he probably does. Who, oh, you they know what? Probably. I know we got to go. Who would be the one uh, baseball player that should follow each person? And Buxton would clearly be mine. Should follow me. Uh, Mount Castle uh, for uh, mayor. Who would be yours for me? I don't, I don't know. know. That's, a, that's a good one. I'm, I'm the man of the people. I'm the people. Everyone should follow me. I'm Joe Bizapia. No, I don't know. I would probably want somebody who like is maybe very unliked. Maybe they, that would be funny. You know, yeah, it's almost uh, Angel Hernandez. I want Angel Trevor Hernandez Bauer. to follow me. <laughs> no thank you i don't need oh, no, no, on okay. that note we're okay. getting out of here before this goes awry thanks for hanging out with us talking to baseball we'll be back again tomorrow at noon easter to do it all again plus check out the buy low sell high video that it's up on fantasy bros mlb right now make sure you like this video and subscribe as well to fantasy bros mlb channel over on the youtube that'll do it for us but the story of the game goes on for welsh i'm joey p see you next time kids